piece of me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You better need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Happy Monday, moviegoers. Welcome to one of the biggest Mondays of the year for us. Welcome to episode 239, and welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Juan, and I am joined by the cast, the crew, Zach. Hey, what's up, guys? Craig. Yo. Man, guys, it is a, it has been a week. It has been a year. It has been a a day but you know what we're, we're here we're talking movies not only we're we talking movies we are talking our top five plus five of 2022 um and then we're gonna we're gonna dish out some awards we're gonna dish out some uh some hardware we're gonna talk about our favorite um we have a whole list of favorites that we're gonna talk about um but before we jump right into it because we're kicking it off hot and heavy zach we'll start with you how was your weekend it was pretty good got some Obviously, some chores done around the house and just kind of hanging out. What about you guys? Come this way and do mine. No, I'm good. I got plenty over here. <laughs> Craig, what about you? You have a good weekend? Final Four action? Uh, Yeah, I watched Final Four. Um, I got UConn tonight. Um, just kind of chilled around the house. Um, I'm finishing up my, my, my replay of Zelda Ocarina of Time. The greatest game mm. of all time, in my opinion. Oh, uh, so just doing doing a little bit of dabbling here and there, a little bit of everything, a little do, little, little dabbing. Um, yeah. It's been a, it's been a weekend, you know. I, I went and uh, visited the great state of Texas over the weekend. Came back just in time to talk movies with you guys, and uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting conversation. I'm gonna read some emails. Emails are finally back today, so if you guys want to get into some of that, we will and we can. Um, just hit us up right here, social media, facebook.com forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast. The Instagram is all one word, the cinnamon movie podcast. The Twitter is at cinnamon four zero five. And then the email, which you can reach us at and send us some, uh, some of your thoughts. C I N E N E N nine two one at gmail.com. Um, there you can find the links to all of our episodes, even some of the Friday the 14th episodes, all right here on the social media and on the links. Um, a look back last week, me and Zach hung out and talked about Steven Spielberg and the Fablemans. Um, so if you want to listen to that episode, go back and listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. Guys, let's let's hurt some feelings. Let's, <laughs> let's make fun of some movies because that's why we're here. We're talking our top five worst movies of 2022. The only movie we're not going to talk about in this list is our prestigious worst movie of the year, which will be, we're going to give out a big piece of white dog shit a little bit later on to the worst movie of the year. Um, by all doesn't, means, that, just, doesn't that like get your spirits high? Honestly? It gets my spirits up high. It feels like Christmas again. All right. Um, <laughs> let me, let me, let me kick this off. I'm going in hot. <coughs> Um, number five for me, top five worst movies of 2022. Number five for me is going to be Studio 666. Uh, mm. the, the, uh, movie that was, uh, produced and starring the Foo Fighters. Um, they tried to do a little, you know, they tried to do a little comedy slash horror movie. 
Um, it was enjoyable, but at the time, you know, I don't think I will ever have the need to pick that up and watch it again. Um, it just felt awkward and it felt like it felt more like a comedy, but I think that's what it was supposed to probably be. Um, was it, it was worth a watch, but I'll never ever watch it again. So number five for me, studio six, 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 Zach, what about you? Uh, number five for me is going to be one of the many, many superhero movies we got last year. It's going to be Morbius. Oh, I, five. I truly, I really went in with this saying like, well, maybe it's not as bad. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it was way worse than I could ever possibly imagine. Just, it looked like the visuals of it even look like bad. Like we just done Spider-Man 2000. 2002 spider-man and like we're going to copy that way worse jared leto i the worst part of it was probably matt smith i really don't like matt smith as an actor anyway but he was god awful on this the the dancing the singing it, it just just terrible and easily one of the most the post-credit scene in that movie is easily one of the most like we like we have a heart on it. We're going to do this and we're oh. going to get this done. Right. It, 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 it was awful. So number five is Morbius. Dang. Craig, number five for you. <laughs> number five for me is going to be uncharted. Um, oh. Tom Holland. <laughs> All <Mark> right. <Goldberg>. Um, <clears throat> you know, as far as the, the casting went for the two characters, I don't feel like they nailed it. Um, no. And then it just, it wasn't what I wanted in an uncharted film having played the video games so that's my number five yeah those video game movies hardly hardly do well on the big screen number four for me is going to be memory starring liam neeson um liam neeson is starting to become one of those uh actors that just puts anything and everything out straight to dude, dvd guy yeah dude dude just yeah. needs a paycheck now at this point um but you know what i was kind of op you know, I was kind of positive about this movie. I'm like, man, it's Liam Neeson. He still has some pretty good action left in him. <clears throat> he had the little cameo in Obi Wan, so I was like, maybe this could this movie could be the resurgence. Nah, it was the resurgence of me falling my ass to sleep. Um, took me three tries to watch this movie, um, and when I finally did get into it, it just didn't deliver. Number four for me is a uh, memory. So, uh, Zach, number four for you. Uh, number four is a remake of a uh, Stephen King uh, story, and I'm pretty sure I was the only one that watched this. I'm the only person that watched this movie this year, last year was Firestarter with Zac Efron. I, I just one of those like I don't. It's just one of those things where like it seemed like a good a good idea at the time. Um, you know, maybe re revamp the story, do something different with it, but it just turned out to be just a cluster mess of a movie, and just I don't, I don't know who was behind the director, who was the director <laughs> or what, but it was just one bad decision after another, and it just terrible, very very terrible. So number four is Firestarter. Number four for you, Craig, sir. Uh, <clears throat> number four for me. Um, you know, we did a review on this movie a while back. Um, and, you know, after kind of thinking about it, I don't think how I feel about the movie um, truly – my review isn't that accurate anymore uh, due to time passing. 
Uh, number four for me is Don't Worry, Darling. Mm. Um, I feel like that movie really just hits a brick wall towards the end. Um, it kind of doesn't have any real direction. Um, with a cast like it had, it it really fell flat for what came out of uh, last year. So that's my number four. And this is this is getting getting down to the nitty gritty. It's a good list. Number three for me is uh, starring Naomi Watts, and it's a uh, Infinite Storm. Um, it's one of those movies that uh, it's a disaster film. She's technically one of the only actors in the movie. Um, I think it tries too hard to be something that it's not. And uh, you know, you have so many of those movies that come out. Um, the disaster movies or the movies where you have to survive and drink your own piss sometimes to survive. Um, like, 100, like 127 hours. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but you know what? All credit to Naomi Watts. She did good in the movie, but the movie is just, it's dull. And it's, and it cuts like a, like a butter knife. I don't think I'll ever, ever have the desire to rewatch it again. So um, that's how I base a lot of these movies off of. So, um, Infinite Storm is number three for me. Zach, what about you? Uh, number three for me, it probably th- this is one that was so bad that I think people just forgot this came out. Did you guys forget? Did you guys remember that there was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out le- early last year on Netflix? Yeah, that's my number three. The biggest insult of that movie is it's <laughs> trying way, way too hard to be Halloween 2018, and it just it was just. I understand it's Texas Chainsaw. That's like the whole concept of it. But I mean, it was just being gory for gory's sake. I mean, that whole party bus scene was just totally <laughs> like it was basically a thousand ways to die by Leatherface. And it was just after like the first like minute, I was just like, okay, I'm done. Let's just get past this. So, uh, and I, I think, I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I just think we need to stop with this franchise. The only good one is the, is the original. And I, a lot of people think that the, the Michael Bay produced remake is actually pretty good, but everything else has just been just terrible. So I think we just need to stop with that franchise. So number three is uh, Netflix's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Craig, number three for you. <clears throat> uh, number three for me is The Invitation. Um, it it, it, it reminded me too much of... Um, I can't remember what that other movie was, but it's very similar. Like she goes to the house, they have this whole oh, like, kind of cult ready, thing. ready or not, ready yeah. or not. <clears throat> kind of yeah. reminded me of that. I felt like it was kind of overplayed, so I kind of had a general idea of the ending. Um, this wasn't very good. I mean, the, the budget was only ten million, so it's not like they they put out a lot for it. Still made money at the box office, but just wasn't uh, one very good. Number three for you was the invitation. Number two for me is going to be a probably one of the most highly anticipated sequels of last year. Number two for me is Hocus Pocus two. Um, mm. <laughs> big old piece of smiling. It's just yeah. hot, hot, hot garbage. I, uh, you know, there was probably about ten or fifteen minutes where I was like, this could be something, and then it went downhill and it went downhill fast. Um, I think your general consensus was after the Walgreens scene, it just got worse, progressively worse. After the Walgreens scene. And you know what? I really wanted to like this movie, but um, number two is Hocus Pocus 2, and uh, I don't even think it deserves any more of my conversation or time. So 
It made me not even want to go. I went back and watched the original one after that, and it made that leave a bitter taste in my mouth. So, yeah. You're like, I hate these people. Yeah, I hate these three <sighs> fucking witches. Oh. Sorry, witches. Witches. But yeah, number two for me is Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, Zach, number two for you? Uh, number two. Uh, Johnny, this is going to piss you off. But I don't. I don't really care. I wasn't on the episode, so I didn't get to talk to you guys about it. But number two is Men. A twenty four is Men. Oh, I. The the only enjoyment I got out of that, I listened to a little bit of the episode. I think it was Craig or it was maybe you, Craig or Ed, that started singing Men, 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 Men. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> um, yeah. That's probably way off tune, just, but <laughs> it's just you know I. I really had high hopes for this movie and a 24 and I really liked, I really liked the setting of it. I, I thought the cinematography was actually pretty good, but there's nothing worse than <clears throat> having a film or a director that's trying to make a statement about something, but it gets lost in the weaves. And by the time you get to the, the yeah, guy, oh, yeah, just starts like himself. Yeah. It terrible. Awful. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what you guys thought. I mean, I think you guys kind of liked it, but it just got to the point where I was just like, I, I can't. Like, uh, this is this is more A24 than I can handle. So, number yeah, number two is men. Yeah, I, I, I remember there was, like, some parts where I was like, man, that's pretty good. But then, yeah, the overall consensus, I was just like, it went for no. me. Uh, Craig, what's your number two? My number two is uh, Disney back at it again with the remake, Pinocchio. Oh no. <laughs> it was bad. And it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't just that it was bad. My daughter enjoyed it. So it was on multiple times, which made it worse. Oh, no. And then it oh, no. made me even more upset that it was on continuously. Yeah. And uh so yeah, I got to see it multiple times and every time it got worse, every time I hated it more. Uh so yeah, that's my number two. Disney's Pinocchio with uh, Tom Hanks. Oof. Is it like I, I've heard? It's like it's way darker than it needs to be, especially it's, for that story. It's, it's darker. It's um, the CGI isn't very good. It's pretty bad. The mm. the acting, the songs, just the original. It doing it a almost disservice. it almost made my list, but I couldn't do my boy Tom Hanks that way. I know. He's on another list. Yeah, he is on another <laughs> list. Was he Jewish? No, not that list. Oh, that's awesome. We're just gonna stop right there. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking Schindler's List later. It's okay, no, baby. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, it wasn't very good. So it's my, my number two. Man, that was your number right. two. Oh. One of my worst movies of the year. It doesn't get the dog shit of the year award, but my worst, one of my worst movies of last year, which is number one. Zach, you said nobody bought it or watched it. I bought it. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Number, yeah, I know. Number one for me is Firestarter. It don't is, don't do that to yourself. I no, I watched it and I bought it the week it Look, came out. He bought abduction with uh Taylor Lautner. Taylor <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it was a it was a terrible movie. Um, Zach Efron deserves not to ever be inside of a horror movie again. Um, and he had a bad year last year in movies. Gold, gold almost made my list as well. Oh, wow. Um, but 
Um, yeah, number number one for me is going to be uh, Firestarter. Zach, you already said enough about it. Um, I can't wait for you guys to see and hear my uh, Dog Shit of the Year award. Craig, number one for you, or uh, Zach, number Zach. one for you. <laughs> uh, number one, uh, number one is going to be Amsterdam. Did you guys see this? It's with Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, and uh, John David Washington. No, nope, I should have though. No, no, no. You don't. No. It, 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 <laughs> I want to watch. It's truly that. no, no. Don't, dude. It is one of the most convoluted films you you will ever see. It. You think with an amazing, really good cast, actually a decent director with David O. Russell, you would think there was some um, promise behind that. No, it. It's one of those. You start off with one thing and you end with something else. You're just like, okay, I understand what's. I understand how we like. A and B, but how did we get to A and B? It makes no logical sense whatsoever. So yeah, uh, that would have to be Amsterdam as number one. Uh, yeah, um, my number one. Uh, I, I expressed my issues with it in the podcast. None other oh, than no. Jurassic World Dominion. Um, yeah, if it wasn't for the title. It might have been my dog shit movie, but oh man, um, something else. There's something yeah. way worse than that. <laughs> uh, it just, I, I just did not have fun with this movie. I, even though, like, I wanted to have fun with it, I wanted it to be good. The, first... the episode, the episode hating on it was more interesting <laughs> than the movie. Yeah, uh, Johnny fell asleep. We had a guy next to us walk out. So I mean, like. <laughs> Just everything around this movie encompassed it to be on this list. Um, the more that I see Jurassic World Dominion, the more I hate it because it should have been such a better film, in my opinion. I understand some people like it, but uh, it's my number one. That's insane. But it's also, I think there was also enjoyment of just my be ex- me, me being excited for the movie and just me just being like <laughs> totally de- depressed and just yeah, that's that, awful. That's why the episode was so good. <laughs> And, and uh, I mean, for it to be like you said, for it to be Jurassic World, and this is the finale, and this is the what we came up with. Just yeah, you know, yeah, you know. giant grasshoppers destroying everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, guys, so. we're gonna go ahead and read off some other people's list as well. Um, <clears throat> I didn't physically or or vocally talk to this person or name, so uh, these are messages that were sent in on the Instagram and the Facebook. So please, uh, if I butcher this name, I'm sorry. Um, Ish, Ish's List, I-S-H. Um, worst movies of 2022 for him is going to be number five, Halloween Ends. Number four, Lightyear. Number three, Scream. Take it back. Lightyear. Number two, Hellraiser. And number one, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, okay. Um, Ernest, worst movies of 2022 Number five, Sonic 2. Number four, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Number three, Hocus Pocus 2. Number two, The Invitation. And number one, Jeepers Creepers Reborn. If I saw I any of the if I saw Jeepers Creepers, it probably would have been the list. Um, I didn't even know that I didn't even know that movie came out last year. <laughs> and then um Ish's <laughs> I, I really hope I'm saying that right. I'm sorry. Um Ish's best movies of 2022. Number five, The Adam Project. 
number four, Uncharted, number three, Prey, number two, Black Adam, number one, Top Gun. <clears throat> and Ernest's top five movies of 2022, Scream, Uncharted, The Batman at three, number two, Smile, number one, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. You know, I, I was, The Adam Project probably could fall under the underrated category. I don't think many people watched it. It was on Netflix. Short film. Nobody really talked about it. But uh, it was a good watch. It was a good watch. Yeah. <clears throat> um, for us, guys, let's get into uh, top five of 2022. That's why we're here. Let's do... The top ten of 2022. Six top, through ten. Yeah, there we go. Top five plus five of 2022. Six through ten and honorable mentions. Um, before I get started, I'll run through my honorable mentions real quick. Um, Hustle, X, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Prey. Hmm. Zach, any honorable mentions? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, newly crowned Best Picture winner, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Pray Babylon and um, this one. This one for the longest time was in my top 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 ten, but it just got bummed because I probably will never watch it again, and I didn't want to force myself and not like it. Is a called Fire of Love. It was nominated for best documentary for, uh, from National Geographic. Uh, really, really compelling. It's on Disney Plus about these two uh, volcanologists who. It's, the movie's all done through like um, archival footage and interviews and stuff. Uh, very well done and some incredible volcano footage. So that'd be my official audible mention. Craig, you have any? Yeah. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, Bullet Train, and um, Pray. Pray. Eat, Love, Pray? No. <laughs> Hulu, Hulu, Hulu original Pray. Is it a Hulu original? Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. We talked about it. It was one of the episodes. My number 10, Pearl. Um, I think starting this list off with a horror movie, starting this list off with just this movie in general, Um, I was super excited about going into this movie, saw in theaters opening weekend. Um, and I think it is, uh, something that I've seen numerous times. I went and saw it in the theater twice. Um, I have yet to buy it physically and I have not yet rewatched it since, but, uh, watching it twice opening weekend, it just made me realize how important a really good horror movie can be. Um, and it really made me open my eyes with Mia Goff. And uh, I think the story is fantastic. It's not overdone. It's only an hour and 40 minutes. There's just enough kills, and the performances were were really great. So if you guys want to hear more of my thoughts on this movie, go back and listen to the episode. Um, Dedicated a whole episode to it. So number 10 for me is Pearl. Zach, number 10 for you? Uh, Number 10 is going to be independent film, had its premiere technically uh at the toronto film Toronto toronto international film festival in 2021 but had a actual theatrical release date in may of, of last year it's called montana story and it stars uh Haley lee richardson and owen teague 
Um, it's a story about two siblings who kind of have to go back to their ranch in Montana um, and deal with like the past trauma that they had to deal with as kids. Um, very good performances, really good way of uh, talking about the the topic of trauma in a very interesting way. It's kind of set in like the back, the ranch or like the sprawling hills of Montana. So you get some beautiful scenery. Cinematography is really good. Um, I think you can watch it on Showtime, I believe. Um, just an overall really good movie. Like I said, it was independent. Didn't really, no one really saw it. So it just, I caught my eye. It caught my eye and checked it out and just really, really looked, really dug it. Uh, so number 10 is Montana Story. Uh, number 10 for me. Uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit before. Uh, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nick uh, <laughs> Um, the only reason I watched this movie is because of the memes that have been going around with um, Mandalorian guy. Oh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Uh, you know, those memes were really getting to me. So I was like, I got to see what this is all about. I watched it. I actually enjoyed it. Um, the whole concept of everybody else is kind of an actor while Nick Cage is still playing Nick Cage as a struggling actor who is unsure of if he wants to keep acting or if he's retired, um, it, it just surprised me. Uh, I had a good time watching it. It was fun. Uh, so that's my number 10. And we'll talk about it here in two weeks, actually. So, <clears throat> Unbearable weight of massive talent. What a fun movie. <clears throat> I'm interested to talk about it in a few weeks. I've only seen it twice. No, once. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see how the rewatch will do for me. Yeah. Number nine for me... Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, we did a live episode on it live at Radio Cinema. It just got done winning Best Picture. It dominated the Oscars. Um, but you know what? I think this movie makes my list because, you know, I talked about it in the episode. The rewatchability, it's either going to hit you or it's not. Yeah. And when I rewatched it <clears throat> for this episode and when I went and rewatched it for uh, before the the Oscars, I was like, you know what? This is one of those movies that I think, yeah, you're going to have to be in the mood to watch it. But once you're in that mood, it's almost going to be like one of the best watches because you're going to notice something different every every single time. Um, and it's a fun movie. I mean, the uh, the performances are fun. Michelle, uh, Zach, yeah. help me out here. Michelle, Michelle Yeoh is, really, is really entertaining. And uh, I think the Daniel brothers nailed it. And uh, man, it's just a just a fun watch. Um, and all these movies I'm going to name, personally, I went out and purchased them just so I can rewatch them again. Um, I I think that's really important, and we all do in, in this podcast. As far as like, you know, if supporting. it's uh, yeah, it's 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 got to be it's got to be supporting. Like, not only supporting the movie by going and purchasing it. But like that's how I'm gonna tell if I want to rewatch it again. Like it's right behind me if I want to watch it, you know. And that's how I know yeah. I enjoy something. So uh, number nine for me, everything, everywhere, all at once. Zach, number nine for you. Yeah, uh, just kind of going off what you said, uh, Johnny. I everything, everywhere, all at once really could have made my list. I rewatched it. Uh, I think the week before the Oscars and for this episode, just to make sure that it didn't. It wasn't. I didn't want to leave it out. Um, it was the rewatchability. I mean, I had a, a blast rewatching it, honestly, but like, I don't know how many times I'll rewatch that movie. Um, 
Uh, so number number nine is a Netflix movie. Probably, like I said, Netflix movies are very hit and miss now. Uh, but this one really hit it. It hit it, and we talked about it back in the summertime. Number nine is Hustle. Adam Sandler, uh, basketball. Uh, just you know, I like I said, man. When when Adam Sandler wants to do dramatic work, he can be very very good. I thought it had a really great story, great uh, great premise, a great message of always trying to follow your dreams and never trying to give up on them, even when it gets hard. Uh, even the supporting cast is really good. He wanted to hate the hell out of Ben Foster so badly in this movie. Um, just overall, a very, very great surprise. I, you know, when you said we were going to do this, I was like, oh, okay, here we go. And yeah, man, I think I was the highest on the episode and made my made my list at number nine. So that's Hustle. <clears throat> Ed's always the highest, you feel me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, moving on to me, my number nine. It doesn't have a good rating as far as critic scores. I don't know what other people's thoughts are on this movie. Um, but after I got Hogwarts Legacy, I went back and watched all the Harry Potter movies. Um, and watching uh, Fantastic Beasts 1, 2, and 3, I, I enjoyed them. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the last one. I liked the direction it was going. Um, I kind of Googled uh, if there was ever going to be a fourth one, what the direction was. Um, if you're googling when the next movie is, it's gotta, it's gotta leave a good taste in your mouth uh, if you're watching it. You know what I mean? So, uh, Fantastic yeah. Beast: uh, The Secrets of Dumbledore is my number nine. Nice. And you know, talking back what you said about it, it not having good ratings, dude. I like the fact that we pick movies that we actually like, and not just. That's just that's, that's going off a top ten list. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 what we're here for, and uh, man, that game must be really good if it made Craig watch all the Harry all Potter the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, yeah. He got he just di dived deep into the Wizarding yeah. World. He just he just lost it. Um, number eight, <coughs> Father Stu, um, starring Mark Wahlberg. Tremendous story based off of a true boxer turned priest. Um, who inspired countless people. Um, I've been wanting to talk about it ever since I watched it, but, I mean, can't can't do everything. But I think Everywhere. it's, it's oh. all at once. Mm -hmm. But it's a <laughs> tremendous story. The The cast is fantastic. Mel Gibson, Mark Wahlberg, um, Teresa Ruiz who, Ruiz, who just kills it as Carmen. Um, if you guys have not seen this, I highly recommend it. I believe you can watch it on Netflix right now, um, or yeah. support it like me. Go go check it out. Go buy it. It's uh it's pretty cheap right now. Um, but yeah, number uh number eight is Fathers Two. Or you can go to your local library, which I did there not you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is that was one of the great bits from last last year. I gotta admit that on the Halloween four episode, that was more entertaining than actually talking about the movie. You know what? Since we're still fairly <laughs> new. I mean, we're we're in the first, we're in the start of the second quarter now for the podcast. We should, you know, if we have a good moment in the in a podcast, we should like kind of keep notes personally and revisit it next year and do like top ten moments in the podcast of the previous year. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's that's a good idea. Good idea. Um, um, I'm gonna write that down, Zach. Number seven for you. Uh, number eight. 
number eight for me, it probably should be a little bit higher, but on the rewatch, it kind of, it didn't hinder it, but just the runtime kind of just uh, prevented it from going up on the list. Uh, number eight is the Batman. Easily one of the best conversations we had last year. Uh, Robert, Pounce, Robert Pattinson knocked out of the park and proved everybody wrong. The Batman part two comes out. Wow, October third of twenty twenty five. So that's we got a little bit of a little bit to wait. But hey, Matt Reeves, I think he truly. Everyone's trying to reinvent Batman. He just took it back to basics. He's a detective and still tr- he's starting out. And I think yeah. every I mean every scene in that movie is so pit- picturesque that you could just hang it on a wall. I liked like the, the gritty feel, but it didn't feel like it was dirty. You know, yeah. And the cat. Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, good cast. Um, Andy Serkis, Jeffrey Wright, just really, really great supporting cast around Robert Pattinson that made his performance much, much stronger. Um, and just like I said, overall, a great time at the theater. And like I said, the runtime kind of hinders it just a little bit. But overall, I still going into that world, what Matt Reeves was able to create still you know, it, it it excites me for what's going to come next in, in that that iteration of Batman. So, uh, number eight is the Batman. Uh, number eight for me is uh, this movie might have made it a little bit higher, but I watched it like five times in one week on accident because <laughs> it was like watched it watched it at the, the uh, Rodeo Cinema just multiple times that week. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, nice. It was a great initial watch. Um, the, the cast was good. The, the score, the sound, um, the the plot, uh, everything about the movie was was great for a movie that I had no expectations for. I didn't even know it existed. A friend of mine told me about it. We said we were going to do it on the podcast, so I checked it out. Um, and, and you know, when a movie does that, um, that's when you know it's a good movie because it's it's something you didn't expect and it comes out and it blows you away. So uh, everything, everywhere, all at once is my number eight. That's funny. I, I had that as an honorable mention and both of y'all have it in their, your top ten. So that, that's cool. It, it shows that that movie made an impact on uh, you guys. So It's doing its job. <laughs> yeah. Well, and plus Johnny probably has it in there because it's A24. So. <laughs> Not going to lie. Johnny's like, my top ten A24 list is... <laughs> right. <clears throat> then we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Number seven for me is Scream 2022. Um, you know, Ghostface still rules. Ghostface is uh, entertaining. Even though I did not quite enjoy the ending, I still have to say I've watched it four times since, and I don't hate it. Um, and I still think up until the very end, I think it's one of the better horror movies from last year. And, uh, you know, it's it's just uh, I know a lot of people kind of hate depending on what kind of scream fan you are. But I think, you know, it had it had memorable deaths. It had a introdu- an introduction of a new cast, a new crew. Um, and it still kind of left me on the edge of my seat. Um, you know, and the kills were up to date. It's an up to dated movie. It's not trying to live in the 90s. Um, like, you know, Scream 3 was, or even Scream 4, you know, somewhat kind of was. But yeah, I, I thought it was a refresh. Uh, it was a breath of fresh air. And uh, 
it was uh, definitely what the uh, the mouth ordered if you needed Tic Tac for horror movies last year. It kind of <laughs> kicked off um, what 2022 was going to be as far as horror movies go. Yeah. I know we're not talking about it because it's in uh, just came out a few weeks ago, but Scream 5 or 6, better in your opinion. Um, I, I haven't rewatched Scream 6, but leading up to, I, I would have to say, uh, I enjoyed Scream 6 just a little bit more. Yeah, I would say Scream 6. I thought it's, they're both one watch, one viewings, but I, I think Scream 6 has a little bit more memorable um, kills than the Scream 2022. Gotcha. So yeah, that's, that's my number seven. Zach, what about you? Uh, number seven, I'm going to continue on the horror uh, trend. Uh, number seven is Smile. Uh, easily, I don't know if favor is the right word, but it's just, it, that was such a memorable experience seeing that. Um, it, it did what a horror movie is supposed to do. It literally disturbed the hell out of me. It had some, like, true, truly some of the most, like, truly disturbing things I've ever seen in a horror movie, and the kills were just, like, off the charts, and just, I walked out of that movie, and, and it was like, damn, like, I, you know, I don't know what to think, and I, I truly feel like, I feel disturbed, and we don't get a lot of horror movies now that can do that. I, you took the words right out of my mouth, but it's on, it's not on either one of my lists, and I'll tell you why I wanted to talk about this with somebody else. I, the mm -hmm. ending, the ending to me was just so flat. The the ending, I I can see why people would get pissed off at the ending, but to me, the the I can't talk about it without spoiling it. So I'll just say that the, the actual final scene of the film, like, redeemed it for what they were trying to build up to. So I think it, I think it saved itself. So number nice. seven is a, number seven is smile. Uh, Craig. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep my list the way it is. Number seven for me is the bad guys. Mm. Um, the animated movie with um, Sam Rockwell, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Aquafina. Uh, just took my daughter to go see it. Um, loved it when I left the theater. Um, you know, because it's animated movies, you're not sure how they're gonna be. You know, look good in the trailers. But animated movies, I feel like, are so hit and miss now, even with Disney. Yeah. Like, especially last year, they were so hit and miss, obviously, with my top five Pinocchio. Um, but that was honestly one of the movies that I left, and I was just like, man, it, it doesn't matter if it was animated, real life, whatever. It had a great soundtrack. The cast had great chemistry. Uh, plot was good. Uh, just made me want to watch the whole thing, and I've watched it multiple times since, so... Bad guys is my number seven. My daughter was really into the books. Right. Nice. And I used to go see the movie. Oh, yeah. And yeah, the movie was really, really good. Um, it, that was uh, one of those movies where, like, I think Craig saw it first, then Johnny, then I went and saw it. So it was just kind of like a word of mouth type thing. Which is, like... which is good. I mean, that's what movies, sh I feel like that's what the, what the you know, that's the movie did its job. Yeah. Number six. This was a really hard thing to do. <coughs> but my my top six, I could literally watch at any point in time this year and pick something memorable from the movie. Number six for me is going to be The Northman. Um, 
it was an early release uh, last April, I believe. It came so close. It was actually in a poll. It came so close to be an episode. So I think Zach, I think or who who went with me? Zach, Craig. It it was uh, it was me uh, me and Ed that went with you. It was so close to be an episode. We all we were like, what the hell? We let's go see it. And uh, you know, it, it ended up losing out its battle. But uh, it was a tremendous movie. The action, the gore, the story. It was original. The only reason it's not in the top five is it does kind of drag in the middle of the movie. But the cinematography yeah. is good. The performances. Um, Alexander Skarsgård kills it. Um, let's not forget the great and powerful Anna Taylor-Joy. Um, so it's definitely worth the watch. And I believe you can now watch it on the Peacock. Um but it made me want to go purchase it. I saw it twice in theaters, and uh, every time I watch it out on, on the TV, it's a tr- tremendous watch. Especially if, you, if you've if you ever been in the Vikings TV show, it, it even has maybe some Game of Thrones feel to it. So if you like harsh, uh, gory, crude shit like that, I think you'll like The Northman. So that's my number six. Zach? Uh, number six for me... I think six through ten is pretty solidified. I think I'm happy with where my where my movies ended up. Number five, I mean one through five, there could be some change, but for sure six through ten is like that's my list. Uh, number six, I rewatched for this episode and just want to make sure. And it, I left my expectations at the door and just watched the movie for what it was. And honestly, I liked it a whole lot better. Uh, number six is Nope, Jordan Pills Nope. Um, if you just kind of just like I said, leave your expectations at the door and just watch the movie for how Jordan Peele wants you to watch it. It is such, it's such a roller coaster. It has a lot of great memorable scenes. I think his commentary on spectacle and how we get obsessed with it um, is very, it makes a lot more sense for what I think what we were trying to analyze it as back in the summertime. And great performances from Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer. Great direction. Cinematography is beautiful in this movie. It, it's it's very very stunning. Um, and like I said, I'm I'll I'll go up to bat and say he's three for three so far. And you know I think this goes a little bit higher on his um, three films. Maybe I, I might I might even like this a little bit more than uh, us. It just depends on the day. But never, uh, but nope, really. Like I said, go back and listen to our thoughts on that, and just re- do it. Spend, save some time and rewatch it again, and I think it really holds up, and it's actually a better viewing. So number six is nope. Greg, <clears throat> yeah, um, my number six is going to be Elvis. Um, I, I I did dislike Tom Hanks in this movie. I didn't like his character. Um, you know whether that's how he interpreted it or if that's the care how the character was written um but other than that austin butler absolutely nailed elvis um the the settings the costumes the music um just everything about that movie other than tom hanks character was completely um captivating and felt real uh so uh, it's a movie that I, I know I will definitely check out again. Um, that's my number six. 
Yeah, Tom Hanks had a pretty rough year last year <laughs> between that and Pinocchio. <laughs> Man. Well, those were our six through ten guys, but now it's time to name some of our favorites of last year. Um, I'll start first. My favorite actor last year, um, talked about him last week. It's got to be Paul Dano. Um, I think he had a really good 2022. Um, everything that he was in last year, to me, was top-notch as far as movies go. His performance in The Batman was undeniable. His performance in The Fablemans that we talked about last week, Zach, to me, was uh, was extraordinary. And I think Paul Dano, if if he has been sleeped on... We're trying of, to get him out there. If, if, We're if trying. He, if, if, he's being, if, he's being, if he's been slept on the last few years, 2022 should have grabbed you by the face and just shook you. Because those two movies alone, he, he blew it out of the water with those performances. So, favorite actor from last year, Paul Dano. Zach, what about you? Uh, favorite actor for me, uh, Brendan Fraser. We're talking about the well next week, so uh, we'll say my thoughts. Craig? Uh, best actor for me, Austin Butler, Elvis. Female side of things, favorite actress from last year. Um, I talked about her in Pearl and X. I think it's Mia Goth. Um, she played the same character two different, two, you know, two different times in, in a, a span of a year, even though she did film those movies back to back. I can't wait to see what Maxine is about. Um, but to me, uh, it's, it's really hard to, for me at least, to, to talk about you as a favorite actress when you're just in two horror movies that, that, you know, that year, you know, but she nails her performances in Pearl. I think if it wasn't for me seeing Pearl, I don't think I would have put her in this conversation. She was good in X, but Pearl, she completely blew it out of the water. And, uh, and she made a, uh, she made horror movies fun last year for me. And I think it's, she, she like Paul Dano. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time until you start seeing her in some, some bigger and better things. So f favorite actress for me last year, Mia Goth, Zach. Uh, favorite actress from me is going to be Dakota Johnson for cha-cha real smooth. Um, she plays a character who you really want to root for, um, you feel sad for her. You feel happy for her. You, she, she really does all the emotions and she does a very, very good performance in that movie. <coughs> um, and at the end of the day, I think she's like the moral compass of the show. If you've ever seen it in a certain, in certain aspects. Um, and yeah, she, you know, just, I think she's really tried. I think, I think in the last couple of years with a whole bunch of stuff she's done, I think she's really shed her, Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, leave that behind and able oh, to yeah. break out and do her own thing. So is I it, think is she also in the Crawfish movie. No, she's in. Uh, no, no, <laughs> she's in the the Peanut Butter Falcon. If that counts. Oh, yeah, I thought. I'm sorry. Um, I thought she was in Where the Crawdads Sing. No, um, but to go to Dakota Johnson from Cha Cha Real Smooth, uh, excellent performance from one of my favorite actresses of last year. So, Craig, favorite actress. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm gonna make a, a last second change. Uh, I'm gonna go with Anya Taylor Joy in the menu. Um, oh, yeah, nice. she had a good year, too. Yeah, it, Who'd it you was, have in that spot originally, Michelle Yo, but that was just because oh. I wasn't 100%. You know, I, I, I didn't realize we were doing this extra list, um, so I was just trying to going through it. And the more I thought about it, like, yeah, Michelle Yo was good, but I, I enjoyed Anya Taylor Joy's performance better. Oh yeah, 
So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be my actress. Um, best director. Um, man, I had a hard time with this one. Uh, again, there are names in there like Spielberg, Matt Reeves. Um, but at the end of the day, I know this is like a trend, but uh, I got to say Ty West. He directed two of my favorite horror movies last year, and they were both top-notch movies with X and Pearl. Uh, not only, again, I'm, I'm probably spitting the water too soon, but uh, again, another name like Paul Dano, where it's I think it's just a matter of time until he takes a project like a franchise or um, a big horror franchise, and I think it's just a matter of time until he steps out and just does something massive. Um, well, and, I mean, how many times... <laughs> I might be showing a little bit of bias too, you know, but uh, I, he also directed a, a film in ABC's of death. That's where he got his start from. And yeah. uh, I think he's, uh, I think he's on the cusp of something good. <clears throat> I was going to say, I mean, we've been doing this for what, four, four or five years now. Oof. Three, yeah. three, of, uh, three years, me and Zach, but we see these trends. We, we see the actors and the directors that are getting these starts and we're like, yeah. that start was so good. It's it's nowhere but up for this person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jordan, uh, Jordan Poole. Peel. Like, Peel. I'm thinking NBA. Yeah. Jordan Peel. You know, we saw it with the first movie. Saw it with us. No. Yeah. Just straight incline. We saw it with these actors in A24 films. Mia Goth. Just the incline is always up, and we can we see it before. Not I'm not saying before everybody else. It's just because we're we're watching their starts. Most people aren't watching these movies that they're in because they might be a little bit smaller, but we're able to see the kind of trajectory that these people are going. Yeah, big old uh, favorite director at least for me last year. So Ty West for me, Zach, you. Um, I think it's obvious as long as you as long as. If you've listened to the show long enough, you know what my direct Spielberg for the Fablemans. <laughs> um, not it's not really not even so much for the movie itself. I'm giving him credit because it takes a lot for someone to tell their life story in film, and just to have the courage to say this is the story. Um, it's not I'm not as perfect as you guys think I am. I you know I'm a product of, of divorce, um, and I think he. I think he nailed telling his story, at, you know, as best as he could, and I think it really paid off. So, yeah, uh, favorite director is Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Craig, um, Zach, I think you kind of pointed to it earlier. Um, while everybody else is trying to make Batman the next Iron Man, the next great superhero, Matt Reeves took it back to the beginning and yeah. gave us a nitty gritty, um, dark mysterious where when everybody else is wanting to see the 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 playboy side of batman we're getting to see the startup the 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 not so playboy if you want to say but um matt reeves absolutely destroyed that film it was a great great movie um so uh, obviously there's other directors but i think for what he did for that movie uh, and that character uh that's my number. That's my, that's my favorite director last year. Cinematography. Um, wide shots, close-ups. Uh, these are our favorite, you know, shots of the movie. Something that looks like it could be on your computer screensaver. Um, we're a film podcast. We're film fans. 
if you don't know what cinematography is, uh, Google is your best friend. My favorite cinematography scenes from last year, if I had to pick one, um, I thought the movie The Northman was was shot beautifully. Um, it's always those movies that are shot on location that have just the perfect horizon shot. Uh, I also could have went with uh, The Banshees of Ear Sheeran, which is not one of my favorite movies of last year, but it was shot beautifully. Um, so I'm going to go with The Northman on this one. Zach? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, <coughs> my number six film, Nope. I think that movie, like I said, I think that movie was beautifully uh, shot. Um, there was so many angles and shots and little camera tricks uh, that really made that movie special. If you actually, if you buy the Blu-ray, you actually get the IMAX sequences that were supposed to be in the film. Um, the uh, um, the one shot for sure is just like the wide shot of the house when the creature is like uh, above it. Running down yeah. all the blood from the people. Running down all the blood and all the inanimate objects is just beautifully well shot. And I think that's yeah. I think Jordan Peele has an eye for shots and that this movie definitely proves that. So uh the cinematography is nope. I was gonna say if there was one shot in that movie that really stood out, it was that one and Yeah. So obviously it was good if we're both thinking it. Uh it's going to be Top Gun for me. The initial shot when he goes out into space, I know it's technically not right. The, right. the real shot, but the idea to kind of put it out there and have it, and then obviously it was real locations everywhere else with the mountain ranges and um, mm -hmm. on the snow. So um, it's going to be Top Gun for me. Favorite comedy from last year. Um, this one was kind of hard just because I did not see a lot of good comedies, but I'm going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say two movies. I got to tie my two favorite comedies that I laughed the most of last year. Um, Lost City, Channing Tatum, and uh, Thor Love and Thunder. I laughed mm. my ass off in the theater with Thor and Love and Thunder. So if it makes me laugh, I consider it a comedy. And I, I did some looking up, and it, you know it does have comedy listed right there in the genre. So uh, my favorite comedy, Lost City and Thor. Zach, what about you? I'm going to do a last-minute add-on. I'm going to have a tie as well, because I originally had The Menu as a best comedy. While the, it's probably more of a thriller, there were a lot of comedic elements in that movie. It's like a sim we, cynical we talked comedy about. style. Yeah, yeah. It, black comedy. Um, I'm, also gonna do Thor, I'm also going to do uh, Thor Love and Thunder as well, because, you know, those damn goats. You know, enough said. Right? I had Jackass, but I think that's too... It's, no, that's funny. If it made you laugh, it, it did make me laugh. But as far as like a movie that had comedy aspects, the bad guys, a movie yeah, that yeah. you did not expect to be funny, had me absolutely dying in the theater with how just kind of witty the comedy was in it. So, okay. <coughs> Favorite horror movie from last year? Um, why not? I, I've already said it numerous times. X. Um, and it's just the way X made you feel like you were watching something you weren't supposed to. A, not only because of all the pornography scenes probably, but literally the very first time I watched X, I did not know what was going to happen. I was on the edge of my seat. It felt like I was watching a 1980s slasher film. The the gator pops up, and then I think it's going to turn into like an alligator movie, and then yeah. boom, you get you get what you got. So. Um, and the performances were fun. So X was my favorite horror movie from last year. Zach? Uh, uh, favorite horror movie last year is Smile. Uh, my number seven on my list, like I said. I 
truly one of those movies that you know you go away and expecting something is like well you know and you heard it was one of those things that it, you heard the hype about it and it made a whole bunch of money at the box office and it was just like okay let's just check this out and yeah it went far way far and beyond what um it needed to do and like i said it, it did what it's supposed to do as a horror movie so i will say smile had it was the simplest but it was the most genius marketing i've ever seen for a a horror movie it was so simple people were wondering they were what yeah. is this movie about genius and they did it and they did their job in marketing not give away the whole film it yeah. was just a simple a creepy teaser of someone smiling it was like yeah. that's it that's all you're they gonna didn't get do massive trailers they didn't do you know it was just like you said someone smiling so yeah craig you, you... uh Best horror for me, I'm agree with you, it's X. Um, yep. You didn't know what it was. Um, that alligator swimming up behind her, you could just, the shot above it, seeing it coming uh -huh. towards her, uh, that's another cinematography shot that was amazing. Um, X had some good ones, but um, yeah, you thought it was going to be an alligator movie, you thought it was going to be a slasher, you weren't sure what direction it was going, but it had you on the edge of your seat the entire time. Mm. Uh, it's X. This should be fun. My most overrated movie of 2022, Barbarian. Um, horror movie with Justin Long, uh, also starring uh, Bill Skarsgård. Um, I just, when I finally got to see it, you know, I was hearing best movie of the year, most terrifying movie of all time, terrifying, most terrible, you know. I, I'm not saying it's terrible, but... Uh, but it's definitely overrated, and it's uh, it's fine at best. So, Barbarian for me is number uh, it, well, not a number. It's my most overrated. Zach, overrated for you? Um, simple. Avatar: The Way of Water. I'm so tired of hearing about this movie. I'm tired of James Cameron just flaunting his his success for this film. Um, he's just whipping it out everywhere, man. And the fact, the, the the thing that it really the more I think about it, it really could have been in my worst of the year, but it's not like I'd rather watch Avatar more than those other films. But the fact that it took almost damn near 15 years to get a sequel to Avatar. And this is a story that we got just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to watch was, it, go was right it ahead. Nominated but, for yeah. Best picture, Zach? Yeah. It was nominated for best picture. And I think it won visual effects, I think. Um, but just, <sighs> I'm so like the first avatar we talked about it, you know, it was a good concept, had some good moments, but it was just like, yeah, this is probably a one and done thing. But the fact that we got maybe five of these damn things coming out, it's just like, like, why dude? like, just go do something else. So you're going to go see yeah. the third one. Oh, I'm sure. Cause you know, I need to, <laughs> I need to contribute to James Cameron's billion dollar club. Craig. Yeah. So overrated is avatar way of water. Overrated. I need a sign back here that says I did not support Avatar. James Cameron. Because <clears throat> yep. I have still not seen it. I don't plan on seeing it. You said it's overrated. I agree with you. It's overrated. Uh, <laughs> uh, overrated for me, Black Adam. Mm. This dude, The Rock, was just out here talking about I'm the next DC. Everything's going to run through me. And James Gunn was like, go out the door. <laughs> he, he just, he did everything he could. So it's not just the movie. It's, it's everything that encompasses this movie. 
he did everything he could to make this about him. Make yeah. him DC, the face of DC, the next Robert Downey Jr., the face of a franchise. And in all honesty, he probably ruined what could have been great connections in other films. So not only was the movie not good, I think it's just total BS of what he did surrounding the film. And overall, I lost I, I lost a lot of hope for The Rock after news broke and how how hard he was to work with with DC. So um, yeah, it's it's it's. it's he definitely got rock bottomed. And he's he, he's got to stop saying that this was a success. It was not a success compared to no, other films. If they're not bringing you back for anything else, it's not a success. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so uh, overrated for you, Craig. Black Adam. The Rock. Uh, most underrated movie of last year for me, Bullet Train. Um. It was funny. There was action, and uh, it, it was it was an overall fun, fun movie that I wish I got to see in the theater. Bullet Train is underrated for me. Zach, uh, I'm going to disagree with you, Johnny. I'm going to say Barbarian is my underrated movie. Uh, that was one I really wish I had seen in the theater. Um, it worked on all levels for me. It was eerie. It was creepy. I did not expect what ultimately happened in that movie, and it. Yeah, it really worked. So, uh, Barbarian is my underrated. Johnny, I'm right there with you. Bullet Train. Um, when I watched it, I was just like, man, you know, like it looked good, but then you were like, it's a setting on a train. It can't be that good. They filled that time with, with nonstop action, nonstop jokes, laughs, everything. The, the characters were good. The plot was good. The twist was good. I mean, you didn't know where it was going, and Brad Pitt... He, he killed it. He's funny. He killed it. It, yeah. it was a great movie. Everybody in that cast did what they were there to do, and it just worked. And so, if you haven't seen Bullet Train, there's two people that said it's underrated. Go see it. I'm surprised that wasn't in your top ten, to be honest. Because I know you really it, like that movie. It was just outside. I actually flipped it for for one of my in the top Six. I so. haven't got to rewatch it yet, so that's why it's not up there for me because I don't know how the rewatch would go. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna have the same answer for this one. Best theater feeling. Yeah. Top Gun you Maverick. So? Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun. Yep. Yeah. From. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll leave it at that. And best. And that's best, it. best movie moment. I had tears in my eyes when I saw Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer share the screen on watching Top Gun three times in the movie theater, watching it at home. Um, it's one of my favorite scenes from last year. And it's to me, that's the reason you go see movies. And that's the reason we wait 15, 20, 25 years, 30 years for a sequel is because two heads collided back in the day. They did not want to work with each other. Personal issues set aside. They come together for the love of film, for the love of the story, for the love of the characters. And they're getting too damn old for, for butting heads. And when it shows on the screen and it makes you feel that way, that's that's what that movie was, was meant to do. So Val Kilmer, Tom Cruise sharing that screen together was my favorite movie moment from last year. Zach? Uh, my best movie moment in... Johnny, you'll get this because you've seen the movie. Is uh, why did they laugh? Scene from Babylon, uh, towards the like two hours in the movie, uh, Brad Pitt and Gene Smart have this conversation, and 
he said, why did they laugh? And like, you know, is it, and the answer is you did nothing wrong. You did, it wasn't your voice. It wasn't your look. Your time's over as being an actor. Uh, I've studied a lot about like the silent, the, the transition from silent film to the talkies. And the truth is there was a lot of actors that couldn't, wasn't able to do that. And that scene just to solidify that. And, but there's a lot of, <laughs> there's, um, a dark humor to that. And what she says is like in 150, 100 years from now, someone's going to come across your movies and you'll be alive again. It's like that your, your ghost will live on in those movies that you made. And I think it, it was such what Damien Chazelle was able to do with that scene was so poignant, so beautiful, but heartbreaking for Brad Pitt's character. Um, and just, I think that that really stood out to me, even that was at the end of the year for that type of film. So uh, that was my favorite movie moment. Craig? Uh, I have two. Uh, the first one is um, I guess I'll go with this one. The first one's going to be the, the light year scene when um, he's trying to figure out the jet fuel and every time he takes a lap it's like years off of the you know from where he's at. So it gave me that um, what's that movie with Matthew McConaughey? Where Interstellar. He goes, Interstellar. It gave me Interstellar feeling, where you know he he's he wants to fix everything so bad that he doesn't care that he's missing out on everything else that he knows, and he's willing to do whatever it takes to to get it done. So even though it was a cartoon, I really felt that you know emotion of like how much he he doesn't really express it, but you see it in the time lapses of when he goes back, and then his best friend's not there anymore. The the amount of sadness that she could be feeling as that person where. You literally lose everything in your life in a matter of hours or, or days. I can't remember, but that was that was the Pixar moment in that movie, basically. I yeah. still need to rewatch Lightyear. I need to buy it and rewatch it. Um, um, so I'll, you, I'll just go, you, I'll just go, go with, with that one. Break? Yeah, I'll okay. just go with that one. Lightyear, okay. Mr. Lightbeer. <laughs> um, this is going to be a unique answer for me, but MVP of twenty twenty two. Is uh, she was in two horror movies last year, and she had the most watched uh, TV show on Netflix. I'm gonna say Jenna Ortega is my MVP of 2022. Um, she was in X. She was in Scream. Uh, I rewatched Wednesday twice. Um, never done that with a TV show if it wasn't Yellowstone or Breaking Bad. So uh, you know, for for that to happen, uh, I think she was the MVP for me of 2022. And you know what? She's off to a good start this year with Scream 6. So I think it's just a matter of time until she's blown up even more bigger than she is now. And she's in a lot of other interesting and more um, movie-making uh, history. So that's mine. Zach? Um, MVP of the year for me is Paul Dano. I mean, truly two big performances with the Riddler and Batman and playing essentially Steven Spielberg's dad in The Fablemans. Two very different performances, but also it's it's just total crap that he didn't get any nominations for any of the, those two performances. And if you want to take it a step further, we talked about him throughout the throughout the year. We talked about There Will Be Blood. We talked about The Batman. We talked about Prisoners. And then last week we talked about The Fablemans. So it was a very Paul Dano heavy year here at the podcast. And uh Deservedly so, and I think he's like Jenna Ortega. I think a lot of people are starting to come around and say, "Oh wow, this guy's actually pretty damn good." So, yeah, 
Craig, MVP? <clears throat> uh, man, you know, I, I was going to – I agree with you, Zach. I think I was – Paul Dana was in my list. It was definitely in contention for that. Um, I, I wanted to say Pedro Pascal, but then I realized The Last of Us was a 2023 uh, premiere. TV. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe he might be mine for next year. Um, so I'm going to go with um, – I legit just had it. <laughs> oh my god! Craig looked like that after the OU Texas game. No, <laughs> I lost every bro. My whole entire. Robert Pattinson. That's. Oh, okay. Johnny's muted. I saw his mouth moving. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Um, to be able to go out and everybody doubted you to come out and play Batman, and you make a movie that is a billion dollars, and now people see you as the face of DC, which didn't really have a true direction. Yeah. MVP. You, you know, you are the face of what was essentially a failed franchise of last year. So that's my that's my MVP. We go from the best to the worst, and this is the absolute dog shit worst movie of the year for me, 2022. Last year, my uh, this prestigious award went to Power of the Dog Shit last year for me. Um, this year, it's going to go to a requel trying to follow in some people's footsteps. It's going to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's absolutely okay. the worst movie I've seen last year. It's worse than Power of the Dog Shit. It's terrible i never want to watch it again for this movie to even make it on netflix's screen but the batgirl gets canceled is beyond me and uh, i think it's completely horrible it's terrible for anybody to sit there and say they actually liked it um you know what it's you're lying to yourself because you just want to see leatherface kill people uh, do yourself a favor and just put something else in that has Leatherface because even Leatherface from 2017 is better than this dog shit. Just put Mankind in there. Yeah, watch Mankind <laughs> eat a bowl of fucking SpaghettiOs. Um, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 was the worst. We go. Move on. Zach? Well, this honor this honor, honorous award goes to a film that came out early last year, and I should, I should have known given the director, but... <laughs> You know, he's done some films I liked, I'll admit, but my dog shit of the year is Moonfall. <laughs> Truly one of the worst films I have oh, ever seen. I, I'm going to spoil it because I don't care. The fact that it's just extraterrestrial, like, IT, uh, like tech that's basically har- harboring the moon, and that's how, like, all hell's breaking loose. Truly, truly one of the worst things I've ever seen put to camera. It's the only enjoyment I got out of this was when we did our Eternals review and midway through Johnny was just like, well, they had like dinosaurs and stuff. I was like, are you talking about the Moonfall trailer? It's like, like that was the only good thing about it. But yeah, just truly atrocious and never, never want to watch it again. So that's my dog shit of the year is. I bought uh, it, by the way. I have Moonfall. Oh, don't, dude. I have, you did Moonfall. I have Moonfall on 4K. You bought Moonfall and Firestar, dude. You had a rough year last year. <laughs> Craig? If you need some uh, help, just, like, blink twice. Well, 
you know, there's only one movie that fans petitioned to bring it back into theaters just so they could see it fail again. Oh, God, no. That's Morbius. Um, Jared Leto, I feel like, is... Uh, if you're bringing him on for a movie, you just almost plan for it to fail. Um, as the Joker for Suicide Squad and now Morbius, that's, you know, two big movies that should have been big time are, are now kind of jokes. Um, just wasn't good. Was not good. And like I said, the fact that fans petitioned to bring it back because they said they were going to go see it and then let it fail again. Made no what, money on that, what more, on that re-release. What, what more do you want for a movie that's like absolute dog shit? So. Yeah. Almost made my list. <clears throat> Let's get into some emails real quick before we finish off and name our top five movies of the year. Uh, again, everybody can email us at cinemen921 at gmail.com. Uh, Gabriel, top five movies in this order. Five, Black Panther 2, The Batman, Top Gun, Lightyear, number one, Thor. Um, Jesus or Jesus, I don't know how this, you know, how are you pronounce it. <laughs> My top five movies of 2022 for, uh, we're going to call you Jesus because just because we watched uh, The Big Lebowski a few weeks ago. Number five, Thor. Number four, Bullet Train. Number three, Avatar 2. Number two, Top Gun Maverick. Number one, Smile. <clears throat> Sarah 97. Number five, Megan. Number four, The Barbarian. Number three, X. Number two, The Batman. Number one, Avatar. Uh, Sam G69 says, I can't believe The Big Lebowski was a letdown for most of you. It's the perfect movie to just get lost in and just listen to the dialogue. Nine stars for Sam G69, uh, which was a fun episode. Craig just had a stroke all of a sudden. If you want to go back, back. if you want to, if you want to go back and listen to that episode, go back. We talked about the Big Lebowski. No, um, I understand people love the Big Lebowski. It just wasn't for me. Uh, Jeffrey, top five movies of twenty twenty two. Number five, Babylon. Number four, Lightyear. Number three, Men. Number two, Woman King. Number one, Top Gun Maverick. Um. Lawrence, top five of 2022. Number five, Clerks three. Number four, Megan. Number three, Tar. Number two, Black Panther. Number one, Babylon. Uh, Barry says, The Fablemans was a good movie, but lengthy. I don't think I'll ever have the desire to rewatch it again. Seven stars. We use a different word around here. Gerthy. Um... <laughs> I'll finish off with Darren, and then we'll get into our top five. Um, my favorite five movies of 2022. Number five, Thor Love and Thunder. Number four, Scream. Number three, Smile. Number two, Prey. Number one, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, if you guys want to send in some more, I'm sorry I didn't get to all of them. Uh, send in some more, and I will read more next week when we talk about Brendan Fraser and The Whale. But now, let's talk our top five favorite movies of 2022. <laughs> 
top five favorite movies 2022 number five for me and again these movies to me they're all tens and i could watch them numerous times number five for me is going to be elvis had a full episode de- designated to it austin butler kills it um it's a lengthy movie it's girthy but you know what the music the scenes, the performances, it flies by, and you really see the true heartbreak and triumph of Elvis. So that's my number five. Zach? Uh, Number five for me is one that I truly, truly, truly wish I had seen in the theater. But, you know, at Thanksgiving, they have 800 movies that come out, and you only can see so many. So uh, number five is Devotion. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Two great performances with Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell. Uh, the inspirational true story of Jesse Brown, the first black aviator in U.S. naval history. Um, just a very inspirational, like the like I just said, um, story about someone who really made their mark. And I didn't know anything about the, the story of Jesse Brown. And yeah, uh, just go check it out. You can watch it on Paramount Plus. Uh, number five, Devotion. <clears throat> Craig, number five? Which... That's one that will be on my list to watch very soon. Uh, number five for me is going to be Sonic 2. Um, it was a fun watch with my daughter. Um, again, I think that's what most of my top five is. It's just watches I had with my daughter that I, I had a fantastic time. The movie was great. Um, so, yeah, Sonic 2, um, the introduction of Sonic, uh, of Knuckles and Tails. Um, and then Jim Carrey was amazing in it. So Sonic I still want to see that. My number five. I need to check it out. Uh, number four for me, had a whole conversation about it last week. We talked about it. It's going to be The Fablemans. Um, really, really good watch. The performances, outstanding. I don't think, and I don't know why this isn't on any kind of streaming yet, but you can rent it. You can buy it. Um, four for me is The Fablemans. So, Fab Four, Fablemans. There we go. Zach, number four for you. Um, I'll follow that up. Number four is The Fablemans. Love Spielberg. Uh, love the story. Great performances. Everything you just said, Joni, and more. So go listen to that episode from last week. Uh, number four for me, Lightyear. Um, like I said, had great moments in it. Moments that made you laugh. Made you, moments that made you tear up a little bit. Um, and overall, it, it's. I feel like Lightyear got the same treatment as Solo. Um, yeah, people didn't know exactly what they were going to get out of it, so they didn't go see it. Um, Lightyear was amazing to me, so it's my number four. Uh, number three. Um, by the way, I wanted to bring up this number. Usually, we talk about you know box office budget, IMDb ratings, and stuff like that. Today, we're not really reviewing a movie, so we're not going to do that. But I will say, 2022 grossed over 26 billion dollars worldwide at the movie theaters at, at the box office so that's the number from last year that the that the box office made throughout the entire world all the movies cinema 26 billion so just when you think it's safe to come back out of your mask and covid boom that number pops up so that's huge um and that's a good thing to talk about and see number three for me i won't spend too much time on it because we're talking about it next week the whale brendan Fraser, number three for me zach number three for you uh, number three is a uh, Apple TV original movie, Cha Cha Real Smooth, uh, Dakota Johnson, directed by and starring Cooper Rafe. Really great coming of age story of trying to find yourself after college, and had some good moments. Had some a lot of great moments, a lot of sad moments. Um, 
and just an overall inspiring story. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, you can watch it on Apple TV. So uh, number three, Cha Cha Real Smooth. Uh, number three for me, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Um, just great cast. Um, the animation that they used in the movie was fantastic. It was a different style that they that they than they've used in previous films. Uh, from Almost, I, think, I think it's the same kind that they used in uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, it was very close. I don't know if they copied it or or whatever. Um, but the the characters, the cast, the voice actors, the art style, the music, the comedy, the story. And the villain. The villain was absolutely fantastic in this movie. When you think of a, a cartoon with Puss in Boots, you don't expect the villain to knock it out of the park. And <laughs> that wolf did. So that's my number three. Number three. Uh, We're down to the last two. I had the need, the need for speed. Number two for me is Top Gun Maverick. Uh, just so much fun. I think we can all agree. I had, I mean, I, I at least had so much fun with it, watching it numerous times in the theater. Um, could not wait to buy it, bring it home, and, and check it out at home. Um, this is now one of those movies, along with everything else in my top five, that if somebody's like, oh, I, I want to watch a good movie, I show them one of these movies. Um, it's just, you know, the, the soundtrack, the score, everything. Top Gun Maverick was just unbelievable. We had a whole episode on it. It's still to this day our most downloaded episode of 2022 um and then shortly behind that is best of 2021 so uh there's a reason i stayed in the theater for like six months yeah so yeah. that's my that's my number two top gun maverick zach uh number two next week's episode the well so we'll talk about next week uh number two for me top gun i'm right there with you, johnny oof Oh man, what's number one going to be? I'm very curious. <laughs> uh, there's there's no uh, there's no competition. Number one is the three hour long Batman movie for me. Mm. Um, when you can, I mean, it's just from start to finish. It's it's almost. I'm not going to compare it to The Godfather with the three hour movie, but each hour is significant. Each hour has its own importance. The performances were great. Um, Paul Dano, uh, Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz. Uh, and I think somebody who doesn't get mentioned a lot when you talk about the Batman, I talked about this in the episode, John Turturro. Um, mm. He is perfect as a greaseball. He's perfect as a, as a Falcone, Falcone uh, crime boss. And, uh, you know, it's this movie was perfect to me in all cylinders. Um, I could watch it over and over again. So number one Colin for me Farrell is was Colin fantastic. Farrell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm. Perfect. And you know we we got a glimpse of the Joker, so that's that's good. The Batman number one for me. Is that the real Joker? Uh, yeah, uh, number one for me. Top Gun Maverick. I, you know we've gone on and on. It it truly is. You know it's it's a spectacular work of filmmaking. It stayed in it stayed at number one the entire rest of the year after we saw it. And like I said, like you like you said, Craig. The fact that it came out Memorial Day and it was in theaters all the way, at least October. until November, November yeah. probably even after when Black Panther came out, that just shows you what a good movie can do, and people want to go back and rewatch it. And the fact that it got all the way to the Oscars and got 
best picture got nominated for best picture and visual effects and everything um tom cruise had tom cruise was right in saving this film for a theater setting and he was right not to make he decided to wait and decided to wait and wait for a great story to come along to tell to do a sequel to top gun and i think a lot of people a lot of a lot of studios need to take what tom cruise did into effect and say hey we don't need to do a sequel right after right after the original comes out. Just give it some time, give it some time to breathe, and just wait for just a great story. Need to have the right story. Yeah, exactly. So, Craig? yeah, number one, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, number one for me, the the three hour triumph that you talked about, the Batman, um, start to finish, it was palpable. Just feel the tension um, when when he first comes out with those people that have their face painted and they're kind of mugging that guy, and you kind of hear those. It's like a ching, like uh, almost cowboy, like he's, cowboys boot spurs. Um, yeah, almost like he's wearing spurs. Uh, everything they did in this movie was was fantastic. The car, the sound, at the Dolby. Now you know some people may have went and seen it elsewhere. I'm a Dolby guy. That's where I go for all my big time movies. Um, the sound, the visuals, everything about that movie was just fantastic. And that is, that's what you want in one of those movies. It's, it wasn't just a superhero movie. It, it was, it encompassed detective work. It encompassed a, a, a great storyline, great plot, great score, great sound, great cinematography great visuals everything about that movie was top tier and can't wait for the next one yeah uh, so that was it guys that's that's our top five plus five favorite movies of 2022 um if you guys want to continue to send us in your um your list please do so um but it's been a 20 it's been a year we're already almost 6 months into 2023 and uh 4 months almost 6 months 4 months yeah right i just said almost I'm jumping this <laughs> i'm jumping ship here but uh you're just next, so excited to talk about the flash next week april the 10th we're talking about the whale the movie that won brendan fraser and oscar uh so it should be fun and the rest of April is already lined out if you guys have not followed us on the social media. Again, you can watch us on YouTube. Thank you to Ema Swan Productions. You can also listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts at. So um, April the 10th, Brendan Fraser, The Whale. Uh, April 15th, we... we're talking right. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nick Cage. And then April, 20, April 24th, we're talking Face Off. So those are our next few episodes. Um, Zach, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say before we get out of here, what would just how would you summarize twenty twenty two? Just like I, to me, I think I feel like the blockbusters were kind of lackluster, with the exception of Top Gun Maverick and maybe a couple others. But I feel like it was more of an independent year, where a lot more like films that like kind of would would go under the radar had their moment in the sun. So I kind of appreciate that as a film fan. I would say it was a year of highs and lows. Um, big time movies had big time highs big time movies had big time lows um, there were a lot of movies that did really well a lot of movies that just didn't do well at all and like you said independence really shined last year um, A24 is 
continuing to become a predominant um, art house. What, uh, what was Craig? Eight, eight twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I mean. Johnny got us on A24. I thought it was kind of a joke whenever it started with with everything going on, but I'm a, I'm a member. It's it is. It's becoming one of those when you see A24 on a film, you know it's going to deliver. Um yep. And so it is what it is at that point, you know what I mean? 2022 for me was a a true look of why the story really matters. CGI doesn't matter. Um, you know, budget doesn't matter. Because um, you can look at a movie like the movie that was the most expensive to make on Avatar. Eh. And then you can look at a movie that hardly cost anything to make, like, you know, The Whale or everything all everywhere all at once. You know, it's just story really matters. These characters, yeah. these actors get together to tell us a great story. Um, and it also last year proved to me that Disney is no longer king. Um, no. Disney and Marvel, they're, they're no longer king uh, because uh, they produced a lot of lackluster shit. And, and uh, it, it's evident because they've made a lot of changes. Yeah. So, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, storytelling is everything. That's why we go to the movies um, to, to see these big stories play out on the big screen. So, uh, I think last year was a positive in the movie business. And even though we as podcasters are not in the movie business, uh, we talk a lot about the industry. We watch a lot of stuff. And uh, I think that in itself, everybody has a right to their opinion. So um, I think that's a great question to end the, the show on. Everybody ask us, what was your favorite part of 2022? Send us in an email. Yeah. I just want to say, you know, you know, it's a down year for Disney and Marvel, but none of them made my list except for Lightyear. Yeah, but, that's true. I mean, there was no Thor, there was no Black Panther, there was no Doctor Strange. Huh? I, think, it, I, think, was, I think it was like that for all of us. Yeah, none of us had any of those in our top ten, other than Thor was an honorable mention. That's it. So, um. Next subject matter, guys. If you have not seen it, go check it out. The Whale. It's a very emotional-driven movie. Um, it's very different from what we've reviewed in the past, but uh, highly recommend it. Go check it out because um, that's what we're talking about next week, April the 10th, next Monday. Um, anybody have any final thoughts on the year 2022 before we head out of here? Where to go? Um, no. Overall, it was an interesting year. Like you said, Craig, a lot of highs and lows, and I agree with you, uh, Johnny. Very story-driven year, so I appreciate that. Next week, um, it's on to swimming we, with the whales. Next week, you know, I really want it. Like we always do, we always have real conversations. But next week, you know, like you said, it's a very emotionally driven movie, and um, I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys think about this. So it'll be it'll be a rewatch. So I'm was, uh, I'm I'm excited for it. It it wasn't what I expected. I'll put it that way. I thought it was yeah. uh, my my. From what I had heard about the movie and what I thought it was going to be, I thought it was different. Um, so that, that's not the movie's fault. It's just what I, you know, my visual representation that I had in my head before I watched it. Yeah. yeah. 
another great award show, guys. Another tremendous episode. I'm very thankful for you, too. And I'm very thankful for everybody who downloads, listens, subscribes, and likes all of our stuff. So, again, send us in your top five of 2022, and we'll share it next week on the episode when we talk all about the whale right here on a new episode of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast.